deeds of love and respect we offer to all, in times past and present, who have opened the doors of wisdom, reuniting all beings with their intrinsic purity. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. The recitation of this rosary ever expands the awakening of faith in the three jewels, Bodhi, Dharma, and Sangha. Bodhi, Saranam, Gachachami, Dutyampi, Tatyampi, Sabaha. I turn to the perfect nature of truth for guidance. Again and yet again, may it be so. Dharma, Saranam, Gachachami, Dutyampi, Tatyampi, Sabaha. I turn to the teachings for guidance. Again and yet again, may it be so. Sangam Saranam Gachami, Dutyampi Tatyampi Sabaha. I turn to the Holy Order for guidance. Again and yet again, may it be so. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Dukkha, the noble truth of suffering. Dukkha Samadaya, the noble truth of the origin of suffering. Dukkha Nirodha, the noble truth of the extinction of suffering. Dukkha Nirodha Gamini Patipada, the noble truth of the path that leads to the extinction of suffering. So long as these four noble truths are not understood, we shall wander in sorrow and ignorance. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. All formations are transient, anicca. All formations are subject to suffering, dukkha. All things are without a self, Anathita. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Namo Prajna Paramita Hiridaya, homage to the wisdom in the heart. Form is not different from emptiness. Emptiness is not different from form. This is the teaching of our spiritual ancestors. Gautama Buddha, and all the great teachers who have transmitted the Dharma to this holy day. Blessed is the knowledge of emptiness. <clears throat> Homage to the devotees of this and all paths of self-purification. May all find simplicity, the joyous and practical guide. The Dharma, being the contents of enlightenment, in which there is no bondage and no suffering, offers freedom from the cankers of ignorance and fear. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Sangha is the holy order of spiritual ancestors, monks, priests, and all those who follow and practice this path. Amish to the Sangha, Homage to all who are approaching this holy path. 
homage to all who follow and establish this holy path. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. By compassionate comprehension that dissipates delusion, by compassionate aspiration that harms no one, by compassionate speech that makes for clarity, by compassionate self-discipline that brings no regret, by compassionate livelihood that brings no discredit, by compassionate endeavor that results in goodness, by compassionate mindfulness that proves this path, by compassionate awareness that leads to nirvana. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. With this recitation, I do confirm my acceptance of these three pure precepts. The precept of restraint and religious observances, the precept of obedience to all good laws, the precept to benefit all sentient beings. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. With this recitation, I do confirm my acceptance of these ten grave prohibitive precepts, not to lead a harmful life, nor to encourage others to do so, not to take that which is not given, not to commit or participate in unchaste conduct, not to tell lies nor practice believing the fantasies of authority, not to use intoxicating drinks or narcotics, nor assist others to do so, not to publish other people's faults, not to extol oneself and slander others, not to be avaricious in bestowal of the teachings, not to be angry, not to speak ill of this religion or any other. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. In the practice of loving kindness, in the practice of pure attention, in the practice of ever-expanding faith, in the practice of constant devotion, in the practice of inquiry through correct payana, in this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Oh, happy blessed day. Oh, happy blessed place. Oh, happy blessed time. Oh, happy blessed path. Oh, happy blessed opportunity. In this way, I do most deeply vow to train myself. Here, in humble submission, in order to experience this most perfect now, I deeply vow and sacrifice all thoughts, all tensions, all pressures, and desires. I am born of karma. I am heir to karma. I abide in karma, and I am supported by karma. Whatever I do creates karma, and I shall surely experience this karma. 
the merit for all good acts I do freely offer to all beings. Dutiambi, Tatiambi, Saha. Again and yet again, may it be so. Willingness is the name of the key to the gate of awakening. For even to awaken from deep sleep and face the new day, there must be the willingness to do it. Here in my hand is the opportunity, and the way is clear beyond the gate of thought and desire. There is no self and other, as the awareness of pure, undisturbed consciousness slips into all consciousness.
are here to end suffering. If ending suffering is more important than anything, we will end suffering. If ending suffering is not more important than anything, we will not end suffering. If I am suffering, it is because I am choosing something over ending suffering. We are not here to create and cling to beliefs. We are here to pay attention. We are here to use everything in our experience to see how we cause ourselves to suffer so we can drop that and end suffering. I was, um, as I was coming down the hill this morning, I was looking again at the, at the shoulds. He should, we should, they should, people should. At the shoulds. Yes. At the shoulds. And um, I felt like I was just seeing it differently than I've seen it before. And what, what was coming up for me was that, that it's such a first chakra thing, you know, mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, anything I think people should or shouldn't do, it, it is is a conceptual f- thing, it's a framework. There's something in my mind about how things ought to be. Mm-hmm. And, and it's there to keep me safe. Uh-huh. The, I mean, that's what I'm told. Uh-huh. The framework is there to keep me safe. And, um, and, <clears throat> and even the, you know, the notion that people shouldn't do something, or should do something, or, or it's okay if they do something, <laughs> keeps the framework in place. Uh-huh. Do you know? Uh-huh. So like I can maybe like I can have a certain attitude about those people, but the framework remains untouched. Uh-huh. That was just so interesting to see. Uh-huh. So you're just seeing that there's this whole framework built up around shoulds, mm-hmm. and and having a, um, an awareness this morning that that's in place for safety. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can figure. Well, that's that's what, what, like. Yeah, that's what you can see right now, and you know it doesn't. As long as it falls into this framework that has been set in place about what's safe uh-huh. and what's not safe, uh-huh. you're safe. <laughs> I'm safe. Yeah, and so if I think that people should or shouldn't, um, that keeps the framework in place. Uh-huh. You know, the, regardless of what the people are doing, I, the framework stays uh-huh. in place. And and um, I just, I guess I never, I never felt it like that. You know, yeah. I never felt that sort of first chakra. This is really about safety, which means it's about fear. Yeah. You know, it arises yeah. from fear. Yeah. And, um, and 
And so it was interesting doing the daily recollection because, you know, sometimes when something like that, a recognition goes a little deeper than the daily recollection kind of comes alive again. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so, you know, things like <clears throat> uh, emptiness is not different from form, form is not different from emptiness. You know, to take that in is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's disorienting, yes. really disorienting. Yes. And... Um, I was just struck, and I have, I've had, the, I had experience once in my life of, of, of plunging from form into emptiness. And it was, the experience was one of terror. Mm-hmm. Terror. Mm-hmm. And so, I was just struck by how important it is, uh, how, um, what, you know, what is there if form is not different from emptiness, and emptiness is not different from form. <coughs> and what it feels like is that over time we just develop a kind of trust that we're going to be okay, or that it's okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. and um, and and I don't know how that happens other than just over time it, you know, we, it, the trust expands uh-huh. because um, otherwise there's really this kind of plunging uh-huh. into a kind of a, something that just feels so big and scary, uh-huh. and so you know, as I was meditating, what arose was you know, so if there's no really no shoulds and really no rights and wrongs, and really know how it ought to be, then, then what, where, what, what, you know? And, uh, and, all I, and, yet, and yet it didn't feel scary. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And all I can think of is that over time we just develop a kind of trust in something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, over time we just, it's been your experience that you've yeah. developed a trust in something can't, you know, don't know mm-hmm. what that is, and, and, you know, and looking at, especially, you know, when you're looking at that um, form is not different than emptiness, emptiness is not different than form, and, you know, having had an experience of terror with that, mm-hmm. and yet noticing this morning, you know, that there was this feeling of not being, not having that terror, not having that fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, and then as, as for what you can see right now, it's just you know a trust that's built over time. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with understanding anything. Nothing, nothing to do with. Understanding. It just feels like there's something grounded or something. Uh-huh. Some, you know, we, when we do the prostrations, the first thing is that I am um, it's unconditional love, and it's I am grounded and embraced by life's love. There's just some experience of that. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. And all the conceptual stuff. Uh, can crumble in an instant. Yeah. Because it's really not experiential. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so it just there's this I'm grounded and embraced by life's love, and even if there's no understanding it, there's no explaining it, there's that that's it, that experience beyond, experience beyond the ability to talk about it or to just, yeah. 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 And I was also just watching how I get captured, how I get into those categories, how I get into because when I was, I was looking at, so people should, and oh, there's a lot of answers to that one. People should, people should, people should, people should. And especially right now, I'm caught up, you know, in the, the world of politics, and people, there's a lot of things people should. And, 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 um, and just, you know, just stepping back, stepping back, stepping back, stepping back. What is that about? I mean, what, what do I even mean when I say people should, you know, stepping back, stepping back? But the only way to step back is because there's something to trust. Yeah, wow, what a great point. Yeah. yeah, the only thing that allows a person to step back and step back and, and have a bigger view is there's something there 
to trust. Yeah. There's something that's been your experience. Yeah. And the other, just the last thing that occurred to me is that just how huge that is. I mean, what a huge thing that is to expect or to. Um, what a huge thing we 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 are engaged in in practice, and 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 how in the world if one doesn't have a practice to you know to have any expectation that we could let go of those structures. I mean, I'm, I find myself clinging to them now, and I have years of practice, and I can catch them clinging, and I can step back um, because there's something to step back into. But boy, if that isn't there. I don't know how we have any expectation that that uh, people can do that. Yeah. So this, you know, even and then to say people should is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. To just see that after years and years of practice and being grateful that there is a practice that allows you allows that stepping back mm-hmm. and just uh, it sounds like you know some some I project some compassion for folks to have no practice at all. Mm-hmm. And then you can see within that, like how, how could there even be a should that they should be doing something that right. they don't even have any experience of? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Gosh, that was very helpful. Um, and it, it feels like it's was beginning to put words to something that's sort of dancing around in the edges of awareness. Um, but I've been noticing this um, qualitative difference between the way I've been talking about it on my recordings is it feels like the difference between when the when the attention is on the conditional and when the attention is on the unconditional. Mm-hmm. And um, so it feels like there are times where often hide, you know, kind of hiding in plain sight for a period of time where not even realizing it, the, the attention is sort of moving the pieces around. Like maybe um, trying to get it right. Uh-huh. Or, um, okay, so something feels kind of off over here with this person. Well, let me try to make that right, you know, uh-huh. sort of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that, that it, you, you, the conditional versus the unconditional and noticing when the attention is being focused on what the conditional. Yeah. How can this be arranged so that, you know, this is right or this is... Yeah, again, I suppose because, as was just being talked about, if you've been practicing long enough, conditioning knows what language not to use. Like, it's never going to say, how can we fix this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's right. right? That's going to be a big red flag. Yeah, yeah. But but kind of like that. so what I've realized is that there, there's like a, well, I realized it in when I realized, when I dropped into the unconditional. So like just a little example recently, um, I caught on to that there was this quote resentment that, you know, this person has the ability to impact my experience so much. That was what it felt like. And what I realized was, wow, what's really happening is that the voice has the ability to control my experience so much. And in seeing that, that's what I'm talking about. Of That feels like, wow, dropping into the unconditional versus the conditional. And there's such a relief in making that movement. Yes, yes. Such a relief in the mood and moving from the conditional to the unconditional. And, you know, how that 
conditional gets put on on, a, on another person. Yeah, some external, some thing, external that thing, thing I have no control that over. you have no control <laughs> over. Wow, what suffering! Yeah. <laughs> you know, then to see that it's yeah. the voice yeah. that's actually um, that that re- well, you were talking about resentment. It's the voice exactly. that the you know resentment is arising. Like that's where it's, that feels like we're, how so much suffering happens is that we, I, look externally at this, this, that, 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 that's creating this. And then to realize it truly is happening in an internal process. And that somehow, I guess what was sparking for me in that last conversation was it's like when the attention drops into that unconditional, it's like a reconnection with that trust that I was hearing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a, oh, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I don't have to control all yeah. of that. Yeah. I don't have to, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I don't have, none of that matters. And it really is a, a, a felt experience of dropping into, it's all completely all yeah. right. It wow. really, really is. Yeah. Just in you saying that, there's just such a feeling of ah, Right. You know, to just yeah. like, yeah, to real, you know, to realize, um, yeah, that there's that dropping into the unconditional, and there's no need to have to, there's no obligation, mm-hmm. no need, no, you know, to mm-hmm. control anything. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's just such a, um, it's such a place of relief, and I was, I've been talking recently, I think especially on Thursday night in group, about going through periods of time of feeling very expansive, and feeling that, that that was another piece in the last conversation, the fear, feeling how uh, the conditioned system really wanting to use fear to, to close that down. Mm-hmm. And I just saw, as I was really watching that, that's how it does it, is it takes something and it double reverse projects it on something external. We'll see what that they think or what this or whatever and it attempts to control me in that way and get me into a fear relationship. And that's the thing that dropping back into the unconditional releases me from. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing... It's like, I guess fundamentally, really, it's, it's the difference between believing I'm a separate self and so a lot of scary stuff could happen to me. <laughs> and kind of does really all the time, really. Truly. And then dropping into realizing there's nothing that could happen to me. You know, if how, whatever language goes there, if life is all of me, you know, again, that, that trust that was being talked about in that last conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That there's nothing that could happen to you if life is. If life is, you know, all of me, yeah. you know, yeah, what is, and what and how that that fear is just used as a control mechanism, mm-hmm. and then to see it as just a control mechanism, yes, wow, that's the movement right that's there, the isn't it? Right there, yeah, 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 yeah. it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. Yeah, it feels real, uh-huh. you know, from that little perspective. Uh-huh. It does, yeah. and it has all kinds of. Physiological impacts. Yes. Yeah. Right? It actually has a. It, uh, yeah, I think that's why, partly, why it feels so real. It feels so real because of all those sensations and the yeah, the impact, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I was playing with, I was really, it was interesting yesterday, it's such an interesting workshop because in one sense, on a process level, it was very, I was, it was attempting to close me down mm-hmm. around things like that, the conditional, and a project <clears throat> I was working on was potentially very expansive. And so I kept watching how it's like, you know, attempting to kind of <laughs> let the expansion do the project instead of being an eye who's slogging through, um, not able to be. Uh-huh. So I was doing things like, um, and there was so much conditioned resistance to it, which was what made me think of it. It's interesting. Like just throwing my hands up in the air and just, you know, essentially sending a signal to the system that it's exciting and we're safe and we're open and we're... And I mean, you truly would think that I was having to get down and do a hundred push-ups. I mean, it was as if it was so challenging to do. But of course, every time I would do it, it would completely change the energy. Wow. I love that. It's just, yeah. (laughs) Because conditioned mind would think us we have, would make us think we have to do a hundred push-ups. But just that simple movement, you know, and that commitment to let expansiveness do this project and not, you know, slogging through it as a separate little I. But just that simple throwing your hands up in the air, you know, in a, in a expression of expansiveness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, I guess, so the, the line from the daily recollection that keeps coming up for me, I've been talking about it, is the merit for all good acts I do freely offer to all beings. Because that's what it feels like. It feels like the movement back to the fear place is to own it all. Yeah. So there's that expansion, there's that invitation into dissolving into oneness. Mm-hmm. And then the way that it begins to bring me back is that's mine, and I like it, and that feels good. Mm-hmm. And so just keep releasing it into mm-hmm. the merit for all good acts I do freely offer to all beings. Wow, I just love that. Uh, yeah. So there's that, uh, you know, body and mind are what I don't yeah, know. You know, exactly. it's like there, yeah. there's that bo- the body movement. Yes, you know, exactly. the merit for all good acts. It's like yeah. you know, just releasing it yeah. instead yeah. of going into that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, you know, uncomfortable, constricted, yeah, tight, me, mind place. Yeah, exactly. Appreciate the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Scott. Just really excited to be here. (laughs) Gosh. Um, I just have a bunch of things, little things going on. I don't really know how they get put together, but I was really grateful for the the Thursday group. Just, it, it reminded me that this is one waking up, is what it felt like. It, not an individual, and then that individual, and then that individual, that there was some kind of collective. That was my projection on, onto that group, and like every person. Um, things like, you know, things being seen that can't be unseen, and the expansiveness that was being talked about, and of just love, you know, without self-hate. And, and um, so I went to sleep that night, and it was funny because somebody was talking about that, and I woke up. Like, actually, that almost doesn't ever happen unless I need to use the restroom. But, and it was kind of like there was a bunch of energy in the body. Mm-hmm. It was like I could feel that, that life force. And I was, it was kind of like, okay. You know, <laughs> like, I, because that was, it was being talked about. That's where my attention was. <laughs> Someone was talking about waking up and having it instead of a, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. What if I don't sleep? It was kind of like, <laughs> it was like, a, what's here? You know, like an excitement. And I felt that come through without thinking about it. It just came up. And then, of course, I went right back to sleep. And then I, I was dreaming 
I guess, and I just kept hearing uh, Bodhidharma. And then something would happen in the dream, and then Bodhidharma. And then something, and then it felt like I kind of woke up, and I was like, Bodhidharma. And then I went back to sleep, <laughs> and it was... And I just feel, I have no idea uh, what that is, but it feel, I feel the pulse of the holy yeah. is kind of what I projected onto that Thursday group, and then it felt like it, that wave was in my sleep. Um, and I've just been feeling a, a well-being that feels, according to the story, has been not around for quite a while. You know, there's a story, it's been like close to a year of <coughs> not that, that enthusiasm, that expansiveness, that, yeah. So we're just feeling the pulse of the holy. Yeah, that's yeah. funny here. <laughs> that's really, just want to say that. Yeah, yeah that's great. And, and to just, and, yeah, as a result of that Thursday night group, just getting in touch with um, not an individual awakening, but uh, a one, mm-hmm. a one awakening. And to just have the uh, uh, benefits of that, you know, feeling the benefits of that, just, it, it sounds like with waking up with excitement, you know, having Bodhidharma present, mm-hmm. you know, and, and conscious and unconscious, and mm-hmm. yeah, to just to just feel that sense of well-being. And I, I watch a familiar pattern of the, the mind trying to, well, how did, how did this happen? You know, how do, what's going on so that we can continue to, all that kind of stuff. So I know that's typically not helpful, but one thing I've been really enjoying is being in the body. Mm-hmm. And I think, gosh, I mean, that we hear that a lot, you know, having the attention on the heart, being in the body as a place of presence. And the, the condition training is so much to go up in the head. Mm-hmm. And um, it just reminds me again about how we're so taken care of, you know, uh, I don't really know what, I mean, so for a while I think that, quote, not being in well-being was like physically, you know, feeling limited and that kind of thing, and I don't, there is a, I mean, I still have the foot thing kind of going on, but I don't, I feel bigger than my body, and there's just been concrete things like, well, it's time to fill up the propane tanks, the portable ones, well, okay, well, I'll get them to truck to you know, go, go get them taken care of. And to do, pick up 12 of them and carry them, you know, and then they get filled up. Well, how do we normally do that? Well, we usually drive the truck around. No, just drop them off the back porch. I'll carry them down. And because I, I just love it. Yeah. You know, I love, I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm beaming <laughs> doing it. Uh-huh. And uh, it's funny because I was looking back, it seems like I've always been happiest when I've been physical, you know, maybe I've just really been into, you know, running or weights or, you know, basketball or something regular that keeps me in the body, and it seems like I just don't do as well when I don't have that physical activity, Um, and it seems like, I don't really know this, but it seems like I'm not someone who's allowed to act out, really, everything where the angst or the anger Mm -hmm. or the resentment or the whatever gets depressed Mm -hmm. and so creates all the stuff in the body that it seems like it's a bunch of meaning gets made out of it Mm -hmm. usually something like you're a depressed loser or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. and it seems like if you're in the body constantly and moving which we are as monks you know Mm -hmm. get the privilege of that it it, there's not the sensations can't get stuck they're constantly moving and I'll it's weird I'll watch the message try to attach 
And it's like, oh, you just played your hand. Like, the sensation isn't really there for you to attach that message to. And, and you could see, like, there's something wrong, or, oh no, or it's like, that doesn't match what's going on here. Uh-huh, uh-huh, wow. So, uh, I don't know if you said this earlier, but there was something about the physicality mm-hmm. and being in the body, and was it that you said something about the safety, or the, um, there's just there's something about, you know, just that, that physicality of being in the body that has just been... Um, what brings me, I mean, to me, it's the easiest way to be present. It's the easiest way to be present, yeah. It brings me, I mean, it's almost, because if you try to think your way into presence, or even how practice can get taken over, yes. okay, I'm not doing very well, how about I just did it, and it might be something awesome, like yeah. recording and listening or whatever, but if it's, you know, it's always, uh, uh, it's how we do it, it's yeah. not what it is. Yeah. So if it's about getting rid of something, uh-huh. or trying to hold on to something, it doesn't really matter what you're using. Yeah. So to get outside of that is to be in the body. Exactly. The attention's no longer on trying to make something different yeah. or hold on to something, those places of suffering. And it's just here, it's which just I think here. is the beaming. Okay, <laughs> those robotics. It's around. the beaming, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you know, it's been your experience. There's, you can't figure it out. You know, it's nothing to be figured out in the head or, you know. But to get into the body and to just, um, just inhabit it. Yeah, it's like what you're talking about, and to just like the pure joy of yeah. movement, and I love the propane tank thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we usually drive the truck around, but you know, it's the, it's, and then that just stepping outside of the usual, and but I've got a body, and, and yeah. you know what, and I want to use it, yeah. and just and exactly. just the, the joy that comes yeah. from that. Yeah, and I think. The other, so then that other point I was making about the, um, when I was in the body and there's not those sensations that are supposed to mean something wrong or you know, you're always like this, but it's still like trying to send the message, but there's not that, there's not that sensation to attach to. Mm-hmm. I've been, in general, having that dissonance between what is the ego identity and what is life. Because it's sort of like that place where I'm, I'm going around living, the life is being lived. And then there's this conversation about it. Yeah. And it's just been real kind of, I've been seeing the difference. You know, uh-huh. there's somebody who's like an identity who's often like worried, and then there's this, and then what about that, and like the body's changing, and I don't know for the deck if I know how to hurt. So all that's going on, but the experience is the body feels great, and then the body, look at all the things in the body that are working. Oh, I love doing this deck. This is so fun. Look, wow, I can I can do this. I'm at it. Wow, this is really you know, so that I love yeah. when that starts to really break up, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. what we've been conditioned to identify with. It's weird, you can see it going on, yeah. but you're not really identified with yeah. it because you can see it going on. Yeah. And it's just so helpful because I think I'm supposed to respond to well, I don't really know if I can I you know, I'm supposed to stop everything and turn my attention yeah. to yeah. And really what I've been finding is, well, if I just let life live and stay with that, uh-huh. that actually just disappears. Uh-huh. It's not really something that needs to be mentored, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, if you just stay with the body, let life live the body, that, you know, that other ongoing faux life or that conversation that's going on about, you know, everything in the world, it sort of steps and kind of fades into the background. Mm-hmm. And just it, it's, yeah, because it's not real. It doesn't. It, you know, it's not real because unless you, 
It only lives by the attention. It only lives by the attention. And, and it's in that really inhabiting the body and being in the body, it sounds like you're starting to experience um, the unrealness of that other... Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the last thing about that, I think, is when you're more present, you know, you get just sort of presence begets presence, you know, and you start to, I can really receive, and I just like, and things I've been super grateful for are like the, the food, and I, it's been uncovering some beliefs, like sometimes when we have fewer residents here, I guess there's a belief that we're, there's a deprivation mode going on, and we really shouldn't be eating anything special and just have leftovers, <laughs> I guess, because then I'll show up, and it's like, whoa, you made, you made homemade chili, you know, wow, and then it's like, oh, tofu scram, I love tofu. Well, we just had Andy, Andy did veggie pancake. It's like, you know, there's this wow, and I've been noticing the wow, like I deserve that, or we, you know, like we're worth it, mm-hmm. or I'm worth it, yeah, you know. And it's like life's always holding up that mirror. Mm-hmm. Like that's never been a question. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of course. Yeah, of course you're worth it. Yeah, life's always holding up that mirror, and it's so good just having, you know, anything can be a mirror. And to just help and have that right now is the food that's just uncovering some beliefs in there that, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. And then just the other last thing, gratitude, is like, <laughs> so being physical and then being in a role of, of uh, doing things around the property that the voices forever have said, well, you're just not like that. I mean, you're not handy. You don't really know how to do anything. <laughs> and I think last, last Saturday, usually when we have projects around the property, it was like, well, go do your list. Go do my list. <laughs> it's like a list of things around the property that need to be attended to that I don't always have time to attend to. And there was just this excitement. And then this Saturday, it was like, we'll start with the windows. Like, I'm up for anything. But behind the scenes was, maybe we'll get to work on the deck. <laughs> and then like, 20 minutes later, you get to work on the deck. There. Didn't say you get to, but that's how I heard it. You get to work on the deck the rest of the day. Was, I almost jumped up and went, <laughs> um, because it's just something I've always wanted to do and I mean I had this about this house and I was going to build in the garage I was going to build a cabinet to store things in and I bought all this stuff to do it and it literally stayed there for eight years until I sold the house and I just left it up there and it's just such a message of like that you know nodding the head like you're such a, what's some, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So to be out there and just see life, that I am life, and life knows how to build the deck, yes. to see the adequacy, <clears throat> yeah. to see how much I love treating each board, because they all have, and like, little things that you have to adjust, so they actually go straight down there. And I love doing it. Uh-huh. It's just like this little care, and being with the wood, and, and uh, I guess that's what's going on here. I yeah. love being... Here with this person and the yeah. care and being with him every step and little adjustments and that's what's going on here. Just that's being, what's going on here. Just being with this person and with care yeah. and I love it and just the you know the metaphor is the wood and making the little adjust, adjustments yeah. as you go along. But there's also this caring for this human and you know just going going along and following life's lead and mm-hmm. making those little adjustments and. You know, there's just a woo-woo, you know, <laughs> to just be in the body and be alive and, yeah, living life. Amen. Amen. Sure. Mine is quick. Was Thursday night recorded? 
I want the pulse of the holy. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe we recorded the pulse of the holy. Uh, I wasn't the technology person that night, but I'm sure we... Uh, I think Scott... I, I recorded it for my facilitation, but I can send it to you. Fabulous. Thank you. This was struck by the whole being in the body thing. Because um, I've had this really interesting experience. Uh, so I broke my wrist, you know. Yes. And, and, uh, and I also have also had a foot thing going on. And <coughs> so I went to the, the foot doctor a while ago. I, I talked about this in group, and the doctor said, well, what you have is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And so he ordered, you know, did this mold and ordered orthotics. And then everybody that I, you know, that I know and really trust said, oh, God, nobody orthotics. So, so, I have been going to someone whose who's, who's way of dealing with my foot is to spend 50 minutes working my foot. Wow. Hands on. Uh-huh. And I can walk fine. Wow. And no pain. And it's a continuing process. I mean, it's a work in progress. But... Uh, and then, and then when I go to that hand therapist, the wrist therapist, it's all hands on, hands on. And and what I'm convinced of is it's um, that the that hands working hands, you know, hands working feet um, is therapeutic in, on, on many different levels. Do you know? Mm-hmm. When, you, when you go to someone and you say, I've got this sore foot, and they say, well, this is the diagnosis, here's your device, mm-hmm. or here's the things you ought to do, that's one thing. But when you go to someone who sits down on the floor and works on your foot mm-hmm. for 50 minutes, mm-hmm. time after time, there is something so incredibly healing about that, mm-hmm. that the attention that represents, you know, yeah. and, and that there is no diagnosis. There's yeah. just, what do I feel? Yeah. Um, and the same with a hand therapist. You know, she every week it's like, well, let's see, what what are we going to have you? So she so she does this thing, and then she has these toys for me to play with, bars and stuff like that. And you can tell every week it's like, now what would be the thing this week? You know. So we work together on it, and the, that attention is what's really so healing. It really is because it's not just this is the foot with this problem. It's that this is this foot, this is this hand, and so let's let's let this hand or this foot tell me what to do. And the dialogue that happens is so powerful. Mm-hmm. So you're having a real experience of the difference between um, something being treated as an object with no relationship right. to it, in the instance of the foot and the orthotic, versus that intention um, actually being placed on your foot. Yep. And what and how healing that feels to actually have. 100% attention on something and that, that sounds like caring or questioning or just, you know, an investigation. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of what I was talking about actually the first time around was that it's not about a category. It doesn't fit any category. It doesn't fit a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yes. it's what is felt in the moment. I, had, I remember an experience um, years ago when I was working with a woman up the hill who's kind of our local witch. <laughs> And uh, and I I um, was kind of had been sort of nauseous, and so the doctor I was working with said, "Well, you know, if you're nauseous, bananas, bread, the things you can eat, you know." 
So I was talking to this witch up the phone, up the hill on the phone, and she said, wait a minute, and there was this pause, and she said, I'm not getting that. Eat whatever you want. So I did. And I was fine. Because somehow she was, the same kind of thing, you know, she was tuning into this situation, this moment. Yeah. So I, yeah. it was just, a, it was such an, it was such a revelatory experience about, again, that how the immediacy of the moment, mm-hmm. the immediacy of contact, mm-hmm. the immediacy of, it, of this experience right now, mm-hmm. is just a whole different thing than mm-hmm. I know how this fits. Yeah, just the immediacy of the moment, the immediacy of contact, the immediacy of attention, and how, wow, how healing that is mm-hmm. versus you know trying to have be fit into some preconceived belief notion right. about yeah this is you know this is what you have yeah, and this I know is how this and is. this is how we fix it yeah yeah, yeah. thank you sure sit down <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, hearing you talk, Sherry. <laughs> okay, so I'll talk very quick. So one of the things I've been looking at is this thing about the, uh, this is how I say it, the problem is not uh, I should or they should, but that I get talked, you know, that this thing is going along. Um, ego, uh, the devil is projecting um, onto both me and the other people, and that I get tripped up into believing it's me or them. So here's the example, concrete example. So it was suggested, perhaps, that I might consider recording and listening more. And <laughs> by a few folks. So uh, I just saw this whole thing, you know, and I recorded. I walked out in my last guide support, and I'm like, fine, pick up the cord. I'm recording a thousand times today. You know, I just, this, there's this hilarious recording. And so I'm driving up the hill, recording this thing, and then I get out to get the like the gate open, mm-hmm. and I get back in the car, and I realize it has not recorded. Mm-hmm. Like it recorded for a minute or two or something, <laughs> but the best part where I actually started dying laughing and disidentified did not get on the recorder. I'm like, the devil is, a, you know, this is a really willing person, you yes. know, even though I, I'm in my whole whatever, I'm going to do it because, and then there's this like, um, I just watched how it's so, when I put it on the recorder, you know, it's just like ego just hates me doing that because now its gig is up. Because I'm saying to myself, or it's saying to me and I'm believing it when I'm not recording, that it's not really that important. And I do all these other things, I've got a lot on my plate, and you know, I do it this much, and you know, that's really adequate, and you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and I do everything they say, but just this once, I don't want to. <laughs> They're going to be wrong this time. It's so unbelievable. And I did see that, too. So then there was another time, but the thing that was astounding was the, the and I could relate when Penny was saying earlier about that gratitude that, that we have this place to fall back to and this almost like a responsibility like when she said that my heart immediately opened to compassion for myself and everybody that's living life you know the very uh, and that that I have these expectations that get projected onto myself or other that I believe are mine and they keep me trapped they keep me mad at people and that or mad at myself one or the other 
and believing it, I've done something wrong, or you know those shows we've been looking at, and and so this the recording and listening thing, the ego is just so upset that I just. And I'm so grateful. I watched that razor edge of getting identified with, like, really? You're going to do this? I mean, drink that apple juice, you know, or Kool-Aid, or whatever it is. You know, you do, why do you do everything they say? You know? <laughs> well, because it works. You know, my experience is I feel better when I do it. And when you, I listen to you, I don't. Because you tell me they're out to get me when it's really you. Or you tell me I'm out to get me when it's really you. They love me. You know, that's just the truth, you know, and and I and so the other thing that was so great about this recording and listening that I'm like doing all the time. <laughs> I was doing it, I was counting yesterday, I'm like, alright, that's eight times. And then how am I gonna get more in? Because I was supposed to be doing, you know. But, so it takes it, right? It takes the thing and now it's not enough. But either way, it was fun recording and listening all day long. And uh, but the thing I saw too in it that was suggested I perhaps might see is that um, I know myself the best. I'm actually the safe, not ego, of course, but so so out in the world, you know, there's all these different people that I really like in different kinds of religions or whatever, but I'm a lot of different ones. I can relate with me. So when I'm recording and then somebody, uh, the mentor, uh, God, of course, reflects, it's somebody who completely understands. Yeah. All the language I might use and all the quirks I might have and all the frustrations. And when it's that place to land, is just like, I don't know. I don't know why you guys don't know. But the way I would describe it is complete acceptance for this person. And a, a, a loves me enough to say, and these are the people you're going to listen to. So you get to, con- I get to have contact with that, with God, <laughs> you know, with me, with all of who this is, without judgment, because I take, because I have this, I, I have so much experience that of not trusting ego. It's so good to have a teacher, that's all, you know, and, and be a place to come where suggestions are made, because my head can use language. <coughs> That isn't, but it quotes scripture, so to speak. You know, it's that um, whatever you know quotes everything that anybody you know. Um, so it's just it's just so good to uh, you know to be willing to do this Zen practice. I mean, it's so unique. You know, getting those notes on the board and having to do things we never thought we could do and keeping coming. You know, I was sitting here. Sure, <laughs> he happens to be here, and I was like. I think it was, you know, September now, but it was August many years ago, the first sit I ever sat next to Sherry Huber. And you know, just so grateful to have stayed. Really? So grateful that she stayed. I mean, who the odds were just as good for her as they were for me. I mean, it's just like incredible. It's incredible. It's yes. incredible. And to love me enough to keep saying the hard stuff. Yes. You know, the people yeah. who I have guidance with or Sherry, you know, it's just like, really? Really? Because I could get identified, say I'm out of here. (laughs) Yes, there could be that I get identified and get out of here. And there's this person talking about the willingness 
the willingness yeah, to just so keep to keep on keeping on, keep on picking up the recorder, even though the devil reaches in and pushes the stop button <laughs> one minute into the recording, you know, <laughs> so and she keeps picking it up and picking it up, and you can see why. Because uh, as you described, I mean, there's this incredible relationship with someone that will never, ever, ever know you in the way that a mentor knows you. And, you know, as you said, there's many, many different um, folks from religious traditions that you, you know, hear from and respect, but none of it is like, you know, that relationship. With that, men with the mentor that is an asset at access with the recorder, yeah. and there's that willingness to keep going up against everything that wants to stop that relationship. And accessing also, I think I thought you were going to say that part that has kept coming. That part that has kept coming, mm -hmm. yeah. And not the part, not even so much the part of me. It's kind of that thing we were talking about about everything dissolves. Yeah. But but accessing that. Uh, Thing that is the thing that yeah you know, keeps keeps coming and connecting with other people yeah. and can um, and so grateful that 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 uh, well and I, there was this thing about our sense of responsibility mm -hmm. you know that 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 with the knowing how to kind of do that that mm -hmm. gosh now I'm really I got to do that. Because there are a lot of people who don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I want to not be, I want to be, uh, whatever, you know, a, a, a compassion yeah. in the world. All right. We're going back to what, yeah, you mentioned earlier, just having more compassion as we talked this morning and realized that, wow, folks did not have access to this at all. And I have access to it, and I feel a responsibility to actually avail myself of yes. what I have access to. And I can't dilly-dally, you know, I can't, I mean, I'm, I don't mean to dilly-dally, of course, but <laughs> there is this kind of getting talked out of it. Yeah. And when I feel that responsibility and gratitude and connection, mm -hmm. there's like, I can't even, play, this is not a joke. You know, I laugh and that kind of thing, but this is like, i got to record and listen. Yeah. You know, this isn't just a, like a floofy suggestion mm -hmm. that we make here. Mm -hmm. That sort of I can take it in. Well, you know, I did it that much. And yes, that's great. You know, yeah, you did. And let's do it again. Yeah. Um, but there's a way that I've gotten caught in. Well, I did it. Yeah. Like a little kid. Yeah. Like my daughter before I came down today. I did it. Did you clean my room yesterday? Or whatever. I'm starting today. So, you know, anyway. But there, it, felt, it feels like that. Like a little kid. Like, oh, really? Uh, yeah. 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 And that's good to see. Because that's exactly what it is. And it... I get resentful against my 11-year-old. Uh -huh. I'm just like, just for once, just do what I ask. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm sure that's what, I mean, how hard is it? Same thing with recording and listening. Really? Yeah. Just pick it up and push play. Yeah. And you'll feel better. It's like what I always say, just pick up the few things in your room and you can do whatever you want to do wow. for the rest of the day. <laughs> So that same process. So see the same process. There. Yeah. And who knows what's really going out there, but I think it is. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. just so grateful to get to keep coming, you know, and hearing what everybody's saying. And man, it's good. Thanks. Thank you, Susan. Is there time? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, um, so this group maybe would be it's in the realm of hands-on. 
Okay? And, uh, and I'm, I'm really uh, grateful for all that I've heard this morning because I'm, I'm working on updating the depression book and attempting to bring recording and listening into it. And what I saw that gives me a kind of a context for, for what I'm trying to do with that is what everybody said in various places. Uh, that the difficulty that we run into is that things got put together at a certain point <laughs> that never did go together, but they got put together. And then we have all this conditioning not to go back and revisit. Not because either we know what it is or we're afraid or but we just believe it or it doesn't occur to us, we don't know what's there, whatever it is. But it just gets locked in place. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very much the, you know, I'm not handy, or, uh, okay, well, here's the diagnosis, mm -hmm. uh, and so there, go do But it's not hands-on. It's not hands-on. And, and what practice offers us, what especially I think what recording and listening offers, is, well, let's see. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You, you know, well, let, let's be with what this is and, and really explore it. And see if what I thought was the case uh, was the case. And what happens, of course, in that is insight. Yeah. So yeah. When, we're, when we're present with it, then something new, only it's not actually new, but what is more so becomes available to us. And so just that... Uh, that kind of a view or picture of, of the, uh, the mechanics of this. Yes. Uh, and then attempting, you know, then, then I get to attempt to articulate that <laughs> in some way that somebody will be able to understand. But that's what it, that's what it really is. It's, it's like, well, this is a human being. Yeah. Um, so we don't, we don't need to diagnose that human being and come up with a pat answer, we can actually be with that human being and see, yeah. well, um, what if you are handy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. what, if you, what if you actually don't want to get away from your body? What if you would actually like to be in your body and see what's there and see what your experience is and what, uh, what is available to us? And that um, the resistance, of course, to recording and listening, we, we, we've all experienced <coughs> Um, and for exactly that reason, yeah, exactly. because it's going to put us yeah. in such intimate contact mm -hmm. with a human being yeah. that all those lies are going to be uh, exposed for what they are. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, and I, and so with something like depression, uh -huh. don't try reflecting. No. <laughs> don't don't even don't don't because I'm just. So with something like depression, where the, those it's so deep, and the beliefs and assumptions and the entire orientation to life, uh, and to be with that human being, such from an attitude of is that so really? Tell tell say more about that. Well, what well what makes you and it, well, what about and what if that might it? Uh, it seems to me that's that's what. We've all been missing. 
um, is is that that's what was we were taken away from, right? When, and that that's what the trust is that's being built mm-hmm. as we come back to that place of where we once knew it was okay and we weren't separate yeah. and uh, there was nothing wrong. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Very powerful. Yeah. I'm more excited about it than ever. <laughs> I'm not going to try to reflect it, but yes, yes, you know, just that hands-on tool yeah. that gives us the ability to pay attention and be with this human in a way that... Yeah, and what's so shocking about that is that we have been conditioned to view ourselves as something that we want to remain distant from. Yeah. Mm. Awful. It's awful. Very painful. So all those Mm -hmm. studies that were done uh, through horrible ways of leaving babies, you put a newborn in a crib Mm. and leave it and it'll die. (laughs) If If we apply that to ourselves, that that just slow abandonment until we're left alone without that deep connection that yeah. uh, we, that is life. Absolutely. Very sad. Very sad. Yeah. And hopeful that we have the ability to return to ourselves in that way. Mm-hmm. Hopeful and grateful that we've had been given a tool to return to ourselves in mm-hmm. that way. And talk about compassion mm-hmm. for folks. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. For folks that don't have that access to that tool or that yeah. Yeah. practice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Jim. I just want to say quickly, I keep thinking in this discussion um, of that menu in the Johannesburg airport <laughs> that attention is the highest and purest form I think it's out of generosity <clears throat> it feels like you could either put love or generosity in that and that was so helpful in that last conversation especially and the recording and listening I just was, as I was speaking earlier the word depressed was right there of that's the experience of when the condition of the attention is on the conditional. It's a and what I realized is it's a feeling of being ignored, mm-hmm. of being not paid attention to. And that that attention that we've been talking about for the last part of the group, that's the relief. That's like the, re, the reconnection. <coughs> I'm seeing, I can't remember what in the recording listening thing, but something about, you know, and of course it's well, I can't. I don't think this was said, but what I was hearing in it was that God loves us, right? Mm-hmm. And we know that, and that's true always. Mm-hmm. But it feels like that recording where we can specifically be seen—that's how we experience that God loves us. That's the portal. In the same way, I was just seeing with the foot thing, you know, or the diagnosis. It's like I don't know. We don't have time to diagnose every person's individual foot, you know. <laughs> It's like, you know, te- a tendency, probable, it's this, because it's groups together. You know, I feel like that's what we've done with a diagnosis, mm-hmm. is basically like, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And it does, you know, it's like the thing with the, wow, we're going to have veggie pancakes when there's only three of us on the property. 
yeah, we're going to look at your foot. Not feet, but your foot. And the, like, what we receive in that, it's like this, everything in life is important, including this. Yeah. You know? Wow. And that just feels like why it is depressing to live when we're completely ignored in that way. You know, mm-hmm. where our foot is just diagnosed or our whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that thing, God, I was so touched by the, I forget how it was said, but basically we're trained to want to get away from ourselves. Yeah. It's completely depressing. Yeah, completely depressing. I mean, as you're talking too, you know, just, we're completely trained to want to get away from everything. Yeah. You know, to not be present. Except to, this. Except that. <laughs> not to be present to anything. Yeah, not be present, that's to right. anything. That's right. And so, oh, how depressing that is, as you say, you know, to be so cut off yeah. from life itself. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. the irony, then we're going to diagnose that and give you a drug. Yeah. You could, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Cutting, cutting off more. So then there's this, you know, we have the ability to, like, go up against that yeah. and really pay attention. Yeah, boy, I just really, not to, I wasn't a parent, so I shouldn't say things like this, but I just, the image that dropped in was giving a baby a pacifier, mm-hmm. right? Like, here's a drug for your depression, because mm-hmm. I don't really have time to deal with you. Yeah. So here's something wow. that's going to just plug it up, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it just starts early in so many ways with that, that not, not available, yeah. not available, not important enough to pay attention. Yeah. I'm too busy with this conversation. I gotta. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have time for a quick two minutes if anybody has anything they'd like to. June. Don't know what I'm gonna say. Good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Every time, <clears throat> many times. In group, I just reveal uh, what is being done to this person. Um, and I, I don't know if it's true, but I suspect it's true. The writing the love letter practice is stirring, you know, who up really, really badly. And it's not talking so much as convincing me that um, that what it's let's see here's the symptom just trouble staying with the conversation so trouble staying with what's what anyone is saying attention I mean it always that always. Now attention always leaves, mm-hmm. and you bring it back. Leaves, you bring it back. It's really bad. <laughs> it's really, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed it in meditation. Just okay, back, gone, 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 gone. back. <laughs> um, and so often, just saying it out loud in here yeah. takes the energy away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's really happy this is recorded. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we're really happy this group is recorded. Yeah, because you're being really hammered lately because there's been an increase in love. Uh, well, I suspect that's what's going on. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, yeah. 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 I hope it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And to just and to just say it out loud, it's it's been your experience. It just really helps to, yeah, to take some of the energy out of it. And yeah. So you did that. Yeah. 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 And you know, I I there's a real difference in lamenting what's been done. Lamenting. Lamenting. The process yes. Uh -huh. That's happening. Yeah. Uh huh. And just. Okay, I, I bet I'm onto this one. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you know, and it, and it just seems like saying, saying it out loud in group is a way of taking it out of the lamenting process and to say, you know what, I notice this is happening, and yeah, I'm 